0: everyone welcome to type talks today we're here to talk about five signs you're not an enfj and so let's get started
1: i tried to make these in a way where every enfj regardless of what level of health you are can relate so seriously if you don't relate to two to three of these you might want to reevaluate your type and that's okay because all types are equally great and they all have different features so moving on along number one way sign that you're not an ENFJ is if you cannot read the room. And I don't mean just like, oh my gosh, that person's emotions are really affecting me. Like, okay, we get it. You can read emotions or whatever. But I mean, read the room also is like, you don't even know how you're coming off toward people. If you don't know that the people around you are like very irritated by how you're behaving and you know, you're being like very obnoxious in a certain way, like ENFJs are very tapped into that kind of thing. There are other personality types that might be similar, but they are not very cognizant or they don't really care. Um, But ENFJs are very tapped into it and they usually care like how I'm influencing the room. So if you can't read the room um, and notice when you're being like obnoxious and mean or whatever to the people around you and how they're viewing you, you're probably not an ENFJ. Number two is you don't run simulations before you make actions. Now there are ENFJs that loop, but something that people need to really understand is that even if you are looping, your auxiliary function is still being used. It's it's still your primary uh, either perceiving or judging function, whatever um, that is. And so at the end of the day, even an ENFJ that's looping is still running some form of simulations often. And so if you're not running like simulations, if you're not thinking about how things are going to play out, maybe if you're looping and you're not thinking about them enough, <clears throat> but if you're not doing that before like every decision in some way, shape or form, probably also not an ENFJ. Number three, um, if the concept of relationships is not inherently interesting to you, like, That's that's a really big sign, Um, like extroverted feeling is your dominant function, ma'am or sir. So the interpersonal lines between people, it should be not only very apparent to you, but also just inherently interesting, the mechanics behind it. And on top of that, having an eye in an auxiliary position, then you want to gather as much um, intuitive data that you could possibly can. Um, to be able to understand these dynamics, you view interpersonal dynamics almost as like its own entity. It's you, it's the person, and then it's the uh, relationship that you guys have created. And so if you are not really interested in relationships and how people relate to each other, then you're probably not an ENFJ. Number four, if you're not prone to FESE loops. And what I mean by that is that ENFJs, no matter how healthy they are, no matter how developed they are, they're still prone to FESE loops. And this doesn't just mean that you're, again, being obnoxious and all that. Again, like it's it's not it's not about how annoying you can be and hyper and all of that. FESE as a loop is actually pretty much taking on too many people to help at once. It's the idea of you know how they always say like, oh, give a man a fish, you feed him for a day, teach a man how to fish, you feed him for a lifetime. So the ENFJ who's in the FESE loop is every day trying to give a man a fish. But the ENFJ who's like, you know, really developed their is like, yo, how about I just teach the man how to fish? You know, and so and but then on top of that, like the FESE looping could also be like now you're, you're giving a whole bunch of men fish. And you're not really thinking to teach them. So you have to remember that it's the FE is still there, which means that your looping is not just gonna be like, oh my gosh, I'm busy with projects and this and this and this and and that. But it's always going to have some element of interpersonal connection and trying to help somebody else, you know, like some type of social engagement of some sort. If you don't have that type of, you know, proclivity, then you're probably not an ENFJ. And then yeah lastly uh just because you know why not the fifth sign that you're probably not an enfj is you don't like hugs like again fese is the functions that we really kind of like operate with um and i think that with fe we're usually very aware of like okay what is socially appropriate to express my love So since we know that, I mean, I don't know where that term French kissing came from. I don't know if in France they just go around French kissing everyone like that (laughs) in public, Um, I'm kidding. But uh, on that joke though, like understanding the social construct, it's like, okay, I love these people so much, but I know that it's probably like not socially appropriate maybe to express the love that I want to in a way. So the most socially appropriate way I could probably do this is by a hug or by receiving hugs. And I think that that's also fulfilling for the SE aspect of it. It's like, man, I don't even know what to say, but just the physical aspect of it like that, it just solidifies something. Um, and I feel like that's that's really big for ENFJs because it it, it seals everything with the physical component so yeah number one if you can't read the room you're probably not an enfj number two if you don't really run simulations you're probably not an enfj number three if the concept of relationships is not inherently interesting to you you're probably not an enfj number four if you're not prone to fesc looping which means not just being busy but being busy with interpersonal matters and um taking on too much to help other people with probably not an enfj Number five, if you hate hugs, again, probably not an ENFJ.
0: As you can see, ENFJs understand the social expectations quite fluidly. They can read a room because they're tapped into the social dynamic and the social expectations with the running simulations. There is an element of forward thinking in an ENFJ, especially if they've developed their introverted intuition. The F-E-S-E loop is very common because it's easy for extroverts to double down on their extroverted functions. And so an ENFJ can be seen as taking many favors or tasks for other people. They might even be resentful of it and be like, I don't even want to do these. I want to be alone because they do so much for other people. They might eventually start to be like, I need some alone time. (laughs) And it's like, why do people like me so much? (laughs) And hugs. It is a quite an interesting thing. And it's quite bonding. And there are some ENFJs who can be very touchy, not all of them, right? But it is a way to form interpersonal connections. So to speed up strengthening a bond, physical intimacy can be one of the tools, the social tools that ENFJs use to enhance their relationships. Not all of them, right?
1: And just remember if they are too touchy, again, probably not an ENFJ because
0: that goes back
1: to number one. <laughs>
0: because there's a social appropriateness that ENFJs are very cued into. If they are very unable to read the social cues, then that is definitely- um, They
1: inherently do not want to make you uncomfortable because it makes them uncomfortable. So that's, yeah, it just really, like a lot of it goes back to number one. Like that's that's big.
0: Yeah, so social awareness for the win there. Of course, these are just loose signs and you really have to dig deeper to, to double check If you are or are not an ENFJ, so don't take these as the word of the Bible, but they are clues.
1: Yes, get a session with Joyce Meng, and then you can take that as the Bible instead.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you can book sessions with either one of us to have someone to help guide you on your type journey. And so, yeah, thanks for watching Type Talks. My name is Joyce Meng, and I'll see you all in the next episode. Bye.